From TLDR News, this is your daily briefing for April 21st. Good afternoon. Today we're going to be discussing some of the biggest stories, including Russia launching their Satan 2 missile and the French election debate. We'll also be answering today's big question, where have the 5 million Ukrainian refugees actually gone, as well as discussing controversial slap lawsuits. But first, let's talk about Putin abandoning his plans in Mariupol. Russia claims that they've been able to capture the strategic Ukrainian port city of Mariupol, but that's with the exception of the Azovstal steel plant, where the city's remaining Ukrainian resistance is holding out, outnumbered and outgunned. In a televised meeting with Defense Minister Shoigo, President Putin said that Russian forces should adjust their plans, not storming the steel plant, but they should instead blockade it so that not even a fly can escape. In response, though, the commander of Ukraine's 36th Marine Brigade, which is holed up in the steel plant, has said that his troops will not surrender. Also, it's worth noting that the claim the city is being captured by Russia doesn't necessarily reflect a changing situation on the ground. The BBC are reporting that the announcement is likely more part of the Kremlin's strategy to tell Russians that things are going to plan than a genuine reflection of reality. Next up, but staying with Russia. Putin seems to be doubling down on his nuclear rhetoric this week by initiating a test of the Satan II nuclear missile. This comes just days after Putin put his nuclear weapons on high alert in response to the West sanctions in Russia following the latter's invasion of Ukraine. This launch, though, was seen as an escalation by the West and a sign that Putin felt threatened and was scrambling to respond. The Satan II missile is a seriously threatening nuclear weapon, though. It can hit anywhere in the world and has 12 warheads at its tip, as well as being able to evade all anti-missile systems. Additionally, it has a destruction area of a whopping 250,000 square miles, roughly equivalent to the size of Texas or France, although it's worth noting that the majority of people would be outside of the initial strike and fallout area. In response to this development, though, British Prime Minister Boris Johnson decided to misquote Churchill, saying of Putin, how can you negotiate with a crocodile when it's got your leg in its jaws? There's more on the way, but be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to make the daily briefing part of your everyday routine. Or you can just search for us in your podcast app to listen along. Next up. French presidential hopefuls Emmanuel Macron and Marine Le Pen went head-to-head last night in an almost three-hour television debate with less than four days to go until voters head to the polls once again. The two clashed on a number of issues, including the cost of living, Russia, Europe, Le Pen's plan to ban the Islamic headscarf, and more. But a snap poll of viewers put President Macron ahead in a number of metrics, including most convincing, most presidential, most dynamic, but also most arrogant. However, Le Pen did narrowly meet Macron when it comes to being most in tune with the viewers, although she was also deemed to be the most worrying. Regardless, Le Pen did perform considerably better than her disastrous 2017 debate performance, which was seen as a decisive blow to her campaign at the time. Regardless, though, it does seem unlikely that this debate will have a significant impact on the polls, in which Macron has only grown his lead.
Let's come back here to the UK though, because a court in London has issued an order to extradite WikiLeaks co-founder Julian Assange back to the United States. So Assange's extradition is now subject to approval by the UK Home Secretary Priti Patel. Presuming Patel approves, he'll now face espionage charges in the US over the mass leaking of confidential documents related to the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan, as well as Guantanamo Bay. His lawyers claim that he could face up to 175 years in prison if found guilty of the charges. But while this order does take Assange one step closer to being extradited, the long-running legal battle isn't over yet. Assange's lawyers are now expected to make submissions to the UK Home Secretary, based on his possible sentence and the prison conditions in the United States, and they are still able to appeal this latest decision. So the matter certainly isn't over yet. Assange might not be heading to the US just yet, but let's go across the pond right now to discuss Elon Musk, who's been in the news quite a lot lately. So we wanted to run you through a quick Musk minute to get you up to speed on two Muskian updates. Firstly, Starlink, the satellite internet constellation operated by SpaceX, fully came online for Ukrainians yesterday. Starlink terminals were initially provided to the country by SpaceX earlier in the conflict, and have been used to connect the Ukrainian military throughout a period where communication and internet access has become increasingly fraught. This access, though, has now been extended to all Ukrainian citizens, allowing the 10,000 terminals in the country to connect ordinary Ukrainians with each other and the outside world. Secondly, Musk had something to celebrate at home, with Tesla posting record profits, reaching $3.3 billion in the first quarter. This was helped by a 68% uptick in production, but the company claims that they can still go further, saying that supply chain issues are still holding them back. Following the announcement, stocks in Tesla rose by 5%, but some are still worried that Musk's attention is being spread too thin. To end the daily briefing today, we thought we'd wish the Queen a very happy 96th birthday. To celebrate, the palace released this picture of her with two ponies, which, I've got to be honest, is far more exciting than the drab family photo I expected them to release to celebrate the occasion. Regardless, some are still concerned about the Queen's health, with many worried that the monarch's health might be in a worse state than we're being led to believe. In fact, the Queen was even supposedly told to stop drinking her evening martinis recently, advice that I hope she ignores on her special day. Regardless, we hope that the Queen is doing well and has a lovely day whacking piñatas, eating party rings, or whatever it is that 96-year-olds do to celebrate. That's all we have time for on YouTube today, but if you want more, including us answering today's big question, where have the 5 million Ukrainian refugees actually gone, and our discussion of controversial slap lawsuits, then you'll want to watch the extended version of the Daily Briefing over on Nebula. Nebula subscribers not only get everything you've already watched ad-free, but also get an extended version of the show every single weekday. Available to watch on Nebula or to stream on your podcast app of choice. So if you want to support the channel and get an even more extensive briefing every day, then you'll want to sign up. And there's good news. Our friends at CuriosityStream, the streaming service with some of the world's best documentaries, is offering a deal whereby you can get both platforms, CuriosityStream and Nebula, for less than $15 a year. That's all the documentaries you could want on CuriosityStream, and then more TLDR on Nebula, including the extended briefing, other full exclusive TLDR videos, 
and well, it's always ad free too. Click the link below to get both services for less than $15 a year and support the channel.